Good morning and welcome to an episode of a Canon Talk. Um, I'm your host, Warner, and my co-host, Aiden. How's it, guys? So much to talk about and exciting time since we're approaching the start of the season. Yeah, last week we had a midweek trip to Anger where we played uh, one of the league sides uh, celebrating the 100-year um, city, like the city in Rio. Uh, it was, I must say, I've been watching the game. It was quite, you know, quite a boring first half. Actually, a boring match in general because... I must agree with you with that, <laughs> definitely. Arsenal decided to leave, you know, quite a lot of big names at home. Only took a small contingent of, you know, of like first teamers since the squad was more based around the youth. Because uh, it was almost like a squad that we saw against Colorado Rapids. But I just think with, um, if I can put into context now, with the way Angier were already coming to the game with preparation-wise, they were coming in with the first team. So, since their, their league season is also starting um, next weekend. So, I mean, you could see these guys were already on the ball. And, and I think that's what also kind of, uh, you know, caught our youngsters also, you know, on the back foot. Because some of them, you could see they got was like swarmed and overwhelmed like, uh, within the game. Because people like, you know, Robbie Burton that's been playing quite well, he looked, you know, non-existent at times. Uh, Eden Ketia seemed to, you know, he was almost like being isolated and then he ended up just, you know, not really getting involved in things. So what was your take on the, on the first half, especially? First half, I could see we were, we were struggling quite a bit. And like, you know, in the 13th minute, we, we could tell that we were like, we lost some, our runner with a, a defense splitting through ball, which allowed us to concede. So I do feel that we, like you mentioned, we got overswarmed in that, and I felt that we just didn't find our feet at all in the game, and I think that could have been due to the inexperience as well, and due to the fact that they played their first team were very much up for it to get themselves ready for the game against Bordeaux, I think, next week. And I mean, I think what was worrying, as you said, was when uh, El Melali scored, uh, I mean, it was like a you know, defence-splitting pass. Nobody really picked up, as you said, the runner, nor did the defence really read the situation, and I mean, El Melali just, you know, waltzed around Martinez and rolled into an internet 1-0 Angia. And we just didn't seem to be able to have any answer for them, you know, with the current batch of youngsters in the first half. I can't recall any, almost any opportunity at goal for us, really, in that first half. And if we did have one, it's probably very tame efforts that didn't, like, you know, spark anything into light. And I mean, look, with the the squad, I'm just going to give a quick run through. I mean, the squad was Martinez, Chambers, Mustafi, Medley, Nacho. Guendouzi, Burton, Martinelli, John Jules, Nelson, and Ketia. And I mean, people like Guendouzi, you can see, still not really up to scratch. And I mean, like, you know, we know what he's capable of. And you can see that he's still lacking the pace because, I mean, he was giving away silly fouls throughout the game, like, through the first half. And um, I think Mustafi, sorry to do that. I think also Mustafi, like, you know, I think it's time now. Like, I'm not even using him as a scapegoat, but... I mean, it's another game now where, you know, you can see that the writing's on the wall almost of the guy. I mean, he can't even, you know, mentor. I think it was, who, who partnered him at the back? Was it Medley was a champion? Medley first. Medley, so, so you couldn't even, like, see him giving that uh, like, bit of mentorship even in that. So, you know, I do think it's time. And I mean, like, then with the, with the second half, uh, Arsenal then did ring the changes, you know, brought off. Uh, quite a large contingent of the young youngsters off, brought in a lot of the senior players then. And I mean, then you could actually see, you know, Arsenal are starting to take a sort of grip up to the game and the sort of tempo Arsenal then started to, you know, push up in the game in general. 
uh, Angier were also starting to struggle because I think they also then, you know, so it's not going to be that easy of a, like, you know, walk in the park type of game because then they were really up against it when, you know, the people uh, people like Aubameyang came on, uh, uh, what was it, Mkhitaryan, and then all of a sudden uh, with Socrates also marshalling the defence way, way better. So they didn't have, you know, that freedom of the pitch after that. And was telling, like, what is it, four minutes, five minutes into the first half, we eventually broke the deadlock, you know, uh, Martinelli kind of... I don't know if he scuffed the, 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 or the ball flicked off him to, to Nketiah, who I thought was going to finish the shot, but then eventually the keeper rebounded back to Reese Nelson, who coolly slotted it in the corner, and I was quite happy for the youngster scoring again. I mean, I think with that Martinelli cross, I think whether, because I think that the, the, that deflection when he took it across, it was almost like the first man that somehow flicked off their shin or leg when they stuck a foot out. And, it, you know, the ball almost like diverted. Pass in Ketia to the plate tour for Nelson. But I mean, it was a cool finish, anyway. But I, I do think, you know, like, you know, you could see the, 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 the further the game went on, Arsenal was starting to dig the claws into the game. And I thought there were multiple opportunities for us to eventually, you know, go on and win the game. Yeah, because I mean, look, Aubameyang was quite wasteful also with the chances. Because I mean, they were. Yes, yeah, definitely. It were laid on the plate for him to, you know, finish them off. He must have sat there even in the 82nd minute where I think he kind of just missed the goals altogether. I don't know how he did it. It was, it was easier to to miss than score the goal, actually. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, the game eventually just petered out and then we had a penalty shootout. I mean, Arsenal were kind of clinical. McIntyre, of course, choked up his penalty. But, I mean, other than that, Martin has looked sharp, you know, saving two, uh, saving one and unnerving the player for uh, one of the other penalties that were missed. But, I mean, Arsenal get the win. A kind of morale-boosting game, but, I mean, leading up to the big one today against Barcelona, I think that is where the real boys are going to be tested. I think we could be coming up against Griezmann. I don't think Suarez and and Messi's back, or are they back here? I'm not too, 200% sure, but the last time I saw on Instagram... They were on holiday, like Fabregas, Messi, Suarez. I don't know if they're going to be back in action for today's game. I know, I think I did run my mouth a bit last week when I said, oh yeah, they, they off. <laughs> but then I, when I had a look at the last friendly of Barcelona, I mean, they had, you know, a defence of, uh, what was it, Pique. And they had, you know, they, they, uh, the Jordi Alba was already in. The Stegen was already playing, you know, a game. And then, I mean, the midfield was already full of, you know, world stars with Rakitic as well. And then, I mean, up front, I kind of forgot also what they have as firepower, you know, with, to go along with Griezmann because everybody, I mean, I, I do know they sold Malcolm now to uh, St. Petersburg. So, I mean, but they, I mean, they still got over enough firepower. So, I mean, that's going to be uh, all around a good test for us because, you know, we're going to have to break down that solid defense and goalkeeper that they have. The midfield is going to be a scrap, a real scrap. I mean, all the big names of ours and these are going to go for it. And I mean, our defence, I just don't know how <laughs> to play out. Oh, I don't know. I, I just hope uh, maybe, you know, after the game, we could sue it to um, Titi to come and perhaps um, continue as well, because apparently those are in the rumour mill at the moment. But I mean, I, I just think that Raul Saldi, I still think he could turn a few arms at Barcelona. You know, people that maybe have a soft spot for him, you know, in his time there. Because look, he also got 
a hell of a lot of deals over the line when he was, you know, a director there at, at Barcelona. You know, bring the likes of, I think Suarez was part of it also, that he managed to, you know, coax into coming into Barcelona. So I just think that, you know, we got business on and off the pitch for today's game, if you think of it. Because I still have a feeling, I mean, I know that Coutinho thing has been, you know, running the, the rumour mill at the moment, but I think Umtiti could be the most likely option, you know, as that as they were talking about the loan deal, just for a season. Because if you think of it, just getting, if he somehow also manages to help us get the Champions League, it's going to almost like kind of pay, you know, if we now do take up, say, our option to buy, if he is that sort of option going to come in the contract. Then you can maybe do that, or even someone like Sebayos, if, if that should also kind of pay itself off by him helping us get top four. You know, I mean, that's also a possibility. If he, maybe he has a change of heart in January, things are going well for him uh, regarding Sebayos now. Because, I mean, I think he should be playing probably today as well. And, I mean, he's got a lot of hatred towards uh, Barcelona since he's a Galactico. So that could, could spice up things also this, after, this evening. It will be good, it will be good. I can just say, um, trial almost for him to, you know, as Arsenal fans as well, to to see how he's going to be playing now in a much, on a much, I wouldn't say it's like a bigger, bigger stage, but it's a bigger stage against Barcelona. So mm-hmm. it will be nice to see maybe if he can put his hand up and show, you know, I'm ready to maybe slot in against Newcastle next week, Sunday. But I do think Umtiti should be the priority. I know Rugani or Rugani, I know you, if I'm pronouncing correctly, um, of Juventus was also a, a target. It would be ideal if we could get the two of them and continue, but again, I'm being a bit wishful and greedy since I thought we only had 14 million to spend and clearly we're doing more than that. So I'm hoping that, you know, TT can be done and anything else after that can be a bonus. But what do you think, uh, Nicholas Pepe over the line? What do you think about that? I'm actually over the mood because, I mean, it, it takes you to, you know, look, I'm not trying to, to make a direct comparison, but I'm just trying to say, if you think how, you know, I don't know if you can now remember this also quite clearly with the way Wenger also adapted Van Persie, like an outside wide player, eventually became a, a centre forward. And I mean, he did quite an awesome job for us. And I, I think you seeing him now, because look, Pepe is somebody he can cause damage on either flank, but uh, from what he said in his interview the other day, he likes playing out on the right-hand side, so you know he can cut in. And I mean, his finishes remind me, you know, is very Henri-esque, because he loves that, you know, where he just shifts the ball, and then he puts so much bend and spin on the ball. By the time the goalie is, you know, diving, the minute the ball hits the pitch, it just does that little diversion and spins inside the post. It was a nice clip of him that uh, I think I seen it to you on, on YouTube, where for me what stood out is how he won the ball in his own half, kind of ran with it, played a one-two, and it's some into the play between the Lille players, and then he eventually gets on the end of it and finishes the the the, the counter attack with a move that was started where he won the ball back. He reminds me a bit. I'm not gonna like also don't uh, keep those oldest words to me, but. Um, a bit of that Alexis Sanchez type of player that we've been missing since he left. You know, someone who can hold the ball, someone who's not scared to take the ball on, and someone, I mean, the defender on, and someone who's not scared also to maybe, you know, take that risk and the responsibility on himself. So I hope this move pays off. I know Ian Holloway, I don't know if you saw that article, he said Arsenal made a mistake going for Pepe instead of Wolfred's. Uh... I mean, what, 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 uh... One of the articles I found also kind of ridiculous, it was floating in the net, I think, the last few days, when um, 
the ex-chairman uh, of, of Crystal Palace, uh, Simon Jordan, when he made also some remark of, yeah, he believes Arsenal made a mistake signing uh, Pepe instead of Zaha. And I was just thinking, we made how many offers to to them? And I mean, the way this, the way they, the nonchalant attitude that they went about them, I knew it was going to somehow pan out like it me. Arsenal were just going to tell them, like, you know, screw it. You can keep your player. We're going to go elsewhere. Because I think they were, you know, playing this whole tug of war all time for pushing out for... 80 million, which I found so ridiculous. Because, I mean, if you just think of, look, Zaha is a good player for, yes. But, I mean, you take his age into consideration, what sort of goals he was adding, and I think it wasn't that much that he added to them. I mean, as I said, he would have probably thrived in a, in a squad, say, like Arsenal. But I just think what they were trying to do, they were really trying to push the limit with, you know, the, the demands. And I think that is where people like Zalnehian, and I'm sure Edouard, they probably said, no, it's fine, we'll go elsewhere to get the player. But you can see the difference Edu is making to the club. Eh? I know you were excited about the start. I will put my hand up and I said, thought I was very, I was very, I was very skeptical about Edu coming in. I thought, you know, what is this guy actually going to add to the team in general, or what's he going to add to the club? And I mean, this guy's but really busy. Edu is everywhere. Next thing you know, he's in like talking to somebody in Barcelona. He's in France. He's everywhere, and it seems and it, and it's showing with all these deals getting done. And I can't believe that this is our Arsenal actually that is trying to sign all these players. I, but I just think sometimes you know some Arsenal fans look. I mean, look at we were also kind of frustrated. But I think we also have to take into consideration like how Arsenal do business. You know. It's going to be something where, you know, they're not going to show their cards immediately. They will try to hold it back as much as they can. And what I think what, what caught my eye with regards to Edu, like, you know, because look, he was already in Brazil, a CEO. But not, I'm not on the national team. He was one of the clubs. He was also a CEO. And he, and he was somebody, like, all of a sudden, with him being our technical director, he becomes almost like a sort of source or a tapping, a tapping source for you know, talent that comes out of Brazil now, because look, he's now got contacts from the national side to probably, you know, the, the youth sides of, of Brazil as well, the national squads. So, I mean, he's going to, that's a kind of tap going in that way. And then you have Raul Salnehi. I mean, who knows how thing, if things are pan out, say, with Emery now, maybe he can start using, say, Barcelona as a tap, uh, tap uh, you know, where we can start getting into that talent again. They're bringing more of those, you know, because look, most of the youngsters are already really made for first-team football the minute they break this, you know, 17, 18-year mark, uh, age-wise. So, you know, maybe there's also another option to bring in players. So, at the moment, the, the wheeling and dealing is going fine so far, and I'm, I'm not complaining now. The logic's quite clever as well. You know, if, you know, you get the Umtiti on loan, maybe you even get the Ghani on loan, and, you know, that wishful thinking of Coutinho on loan, and we have another, it's a different again. I always get confused. I'm Saliba. Okay, yeah, and then we we have all these guys that's on loan for us at the moment. And if you know you like you said you, you they get you in the Champions League, and they you could be able to sign them or sign other top quality players to attract to Arsenal once you're in the Champions League. So you know it's not all doom and gloom that we're not buying, but we're actually loading players. And you know it kind of reminds one of when you play. FIFA on a shoestring budget and just try to loan players to try to get you to the next tier and the next tier and the next tier. And I mean, with regards to also, you know, the, the, besides now the, the incomings, those that have now left, uh, look at, at Bilic. I mean, uh, I was telling my wife the other day, you look, Bilic is somebody when I used to, when I always thought of him as a player, look, 
he was bought, brought in as a talent, and then it's not like it did not really work for him. You know, at Arsenal always been sent out on loan, and and that, and yet you hear you had like you know positive feedback. And I was always thinking in my mind that we're probably going to get one million, one point five tops for him. And then to see Derby County, like us selling to Derby County for ten million last week, I mean I couldn't believe it. And then uh, look, of course with with Ospina, that deal is also now over and done with. Um, Asano, that deal is also done. I think Bordeaux. Could be, I think, over this weekend they were in London to try to, you know, splash out an uh, offer for Kosielny, a bit for Kosielny. Because look, last the week before, Edwin and already for that with that Angier game, they were there meeting the Ren people again because to listen to what offer they had for Kosielny. Because I just think that bridges is burnt already between Kosielny and the club, and I don't think there's any coming back really of like from that. I think Mustafi as well could be outgoing for thirty million or so, possibly Monaco. I don't know if, if, if that's a, a a real offer, like or that's the real valuation, because I would take that any day, thirty million for for Mustafi and like with the other outgoings, you can combine it and buy also a top quality defender. Because I mean, you take that. Besides now, whatever we rake in, I mean, just think of it. That's uh, you know a hefty chunk of of wages that's also now freed up. Like with regards to him, or even somebody like Ospina, because I think also we're also back in the you know, paying part of his FT salary when he was at Napoli on loan. And, and another, I know we were talking about the outgoings, but is there any truth or is the momentum going with Kedira coming up back to us on a free transfer, possibly from Juventus? I mean, what the only thing I've read so far, like, yeah, like say in German media, because they also keep up the track on. on his career, the way it's running there. Uh, there was talk of um, them somehow dissolving, because I think he still has, I don't know if it's a year still on his contract, so they actually want to, because look, they're also trying to cost cut and try to rake money in where they can, Juventus, because look, they also went on a massive spree now this past summer. So, I just think, to, uh, I was just uh, reading now, you know, they actually want to now probably cut costs somewhat, so where they can free up wages, you know, to, to spread out to the other team. And they probably get rid of people like, you know, Kadira and that who has become like a bit part player at the moment for Juventus. Yeah, I think also like with regards to defenders, I think the defenders markets, no, you know, it's not as, um, how can I say, open to sign players. I mean, if you look at the Ligt compared to Maguire, Maguire, they want what, 85 to 89 million for him. And I mean, you're telling me that Maguire is worth more so- than... The lift, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. So the, the way Arsenal's going about it right now, maybe with the lonely signings for the for maybe Titi and Rugani, I think that's the best way forward because I mean it's absolutely ridiculous buying out of England. Like even though the, sometimes that could be the way to go, but the <laughs> the clubs are overcharging way too much. What I want to also bring up this thing like the way you see Raul Sani and Arsenal now brokering deals and it this is exactly how the Spanish clubs do it. If you think of it the way he's running Arsenal now, because look, sometimes the English clubs will pay you know you know massive massive amounts like for for players, and then you know it's like you you I wouldn't say you bankrupting yourself, but I mean you you're putting yourself you know financially weak. Whereas what he's doing now, he's stretching the money in so so many different departments now. So it's not like they can work in sort of reasonable installments where it's not really burning a hole in your pocket. And I think that is how. Because I think now with, with regard to uh, Kieran Tierney as well, uh, it's also down to that way. I think they just wanted, uh, the, everything is roughly, almost like, you know, the club see roughly eye to eye. But it's just, I think they want a, like a bigger chunk up front with the money. 
Whereas I think I think Arsenal want to give them say some like seventeen or something up front. Whereas they I think they're pushing for twenty and then five afterwards with add-ons, five million afterwards with add-ons. So I still think that we could get that over the line because that's another thing I want to now add. You know, with with so I'm also happy with the transfer window closing on Thursday. We're not going to have this whole drama going through Premier League matches and and, and uh, you know a season like with uh, you know leading up to the whole of August because. For me, that was also, it can derail a team's, you know, momentum also with that. We're not sure, is it going to happen? Is this guy going to leave it? So at least we know, come Thursday, we're probably going to have, you know, know what's the what with, with regards to Fred, uh, Kieran Tierney and as well as how Koscielny's career is not going to pan out at Arsenal. I think with the signing of Tierney and possibly another centre-back, be it Mtiti, Rugani, I think that Arsenal could secure a top four spot. I know we still have to go and play for it, but with United struggling to sign players, Chelsea not able to you know sign anyone. Mm-hmm. I, I think that Arsenal could stand a chance, you know, of if they can hit the ground running with the team and show that they what they're capable of. They have a good. I'm excited as an Arsenal fan. Like for the first time in, in a long time, I'm really excited with all these things happening at the club. Like I'm waiting, I'm looking forward to the season to start. Yeah, because I mean, I was that was my mindset also after that Angier game. I was my mind was also kind of jumping over the boss game, and I, I mean, I was thinking the minute that Pepe deal also got announced, I was thinking already of the Newcastle game because look, he's now also got a few weeks to get match fit since he was you know on a vacation after the African Nations Cup exploits. So. You know, I just hope he's now, you know, well-rested. You know, he already went through a, a grueling medical at Arsenal. So, I just hope everything goes well. We now, you know, he's match fit for the day. I mean, he will probably get, you know, who knows, a cameo role in the beginning. It's going to be really um, nice to see how the competition of players is going to pan out for Arsenal this season. And now we're actually going to go and who's going to be our starting 11 week in week out. And I mean, also a big up to uh, Rob Holding playing his first game yesterday after almost like over half a year out with that uh, crucial knee ligament injury. I mean, he played it for the under-23s yesterday against Watford, I believe. That's a big positive as well. I mean, he was instrumental last season. It was so sad to see him go down with that injury. But I think if we can get him fit, Socrates, get his head right, yeah. you know, not to be so reckless. Sure. And another centre-back, I think there's enough for us to give it a real go this season. I'm not saying, you know, title winners, but I'm saying we could be up there and there about it and we can have look forward to a lot of things happening this season. I mean, personally, my take is, you know, I would like a solid domestic cup season for us, you know, yeah. uh, pushing really for the top four as a, with regards to the league. And then, you know, try to gun it for the, for the Europa League as well. Might as well, you know. Uh, it would be nice to win uh, the Mickey Mouse treble, as they called it for Liverpool, you know, the Capital One Cup, the FA Cup and the Europa League with the top four spot. That would be the me uh, being greedy season, but uh, I, I wouldn't mind it. Like you said, it, um, a good domestic cup run and then hopefully, you know, we can redeem the Chelsea um, Europa League final once again. OK, so that's now our take of, of the last seven or so days with regards to Arsenal. Um, I just want to also let our listeners know things have somewhat changed because normally we used to do our podcast via uh, Google Hangouts on air, but that is now shut down on uh, since August 1st. So we just kind of hope we're not doing it via Skype. So I just hope that the sound is also kind of 
you know, still all right. But I mean, we're still looking at other options, what to do in the future. But for now, you know, you guys will just, you know, deal with us like this for the time being. But I mean, we will try to see if we can pay the things also. So I wish you guys awesome rest of the weekend. I mean, the weekend is just about almost done again. Uh, have a fantastic week. Hope the game goes well tonight. Hope we don't need to get any injuries and stuff. So come on, you Gunners. Let's go good and let's uh, beat uh, Barcelona.